Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Still Cyberpunk 2077, a video game set to be released next week for just about every gaming platform that I've ever heard of, and uh, quite a few that I haven't. It's from CD Projekt. It's a game developer out of Poland. They're a public company on the Warsaw Stock Exchange. They trade in the U.S. as an ADR. Some Dumb Money Discord community members think that CD Projekt's stock is set to jump when the game is released. Today's guest, known as Stan the Numbers Man on Discord, says that Cyberpunk is probably the most anticipated game of the decade, that it's going to be one of the strongest franchises in gaming and entertainment history. He thinks the stock is trading at a discount right now because, partly because it's been delayed several times, and also it's a foreign stock. It gets less attention from U.S. analysts and investors, and they're underestimating how successful the game is going to be in Asia. So today on Dumb Money, has Wall Street ignored this highly anticipated release of a game and its impact on CD Projekt stock? Today, we're deciding if we are going to invest in Cyberpunk 2077. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here, along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Today's topic inspired by the Dumb Money Discord community. Uh, an investor who has a thesis on CD Projekt, the game developer in Poland behind this highly anticipated Cyberpunk 2077. By the way, if you guys are not a part of Discord, you're missing a ton of great discussions and stock research going on there. Last time, uh, last week, actually, we hit 11,000 members completely free. Check it out. Head to dumbmoney.tv slash Discord if you want to be a part of it there. Cyberpunk 2077, it, it's, it's been in the works since 2012 when they announced that it was going to be a thing. Uh, they started development in 2016. It is finally coming out now. Let's, let's bring them in. This is Stan, Stan Ivanov, Stan the Numbers Man on Discord. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. You say this game's going to have a big impact on their stock price, both short-term and long-term. 20% of your portfolio is, is invested in this company. Can can you give us just a high-level thesis summary of, of what you think is going to happen here with the stock? I want to quickly correct you. 20% of my stock portfolio is in is in this company, not my entire portfolio. So um... <laughs> Okay, that's still high risk, but... <laughs> Uh, it's, a little it is, sigh it of relief. A, it is a fairly high risk, but uh, also a high con. So let me just quickly tell you my hypothesis. Uh, and and there is a short-term portion, and then there is a long-term portion. Portion. So I know you guys are more interested in the short-term, but let me just give you my overview of the gaming industry and where I think it's going. I think it's going to follow the movie industry and switch from the big blockbuster model to subscription Netflix model. So in the future, we'll see more and more games where people will want to spend time in just like social media just the the gaming worlds will start replacing the facebook's of the world that's that's where i think it's going and and i think cd project red uh, is is going to be super successful in that space with the brand they're building now so that's the long-term vision on the short term there is a very large 
information uh, arbitrage play, in my opinion, because one, the stock is not covered widely, and two, people are generally underestimating the craze and the popularity of the of the uh, franchise that's going to come up. So let me just give you a big, bit of a background for those who are not maybe familiar with cyberpunk game and universe, what it is. <clears throat> so cyberpunk is a subgenre of science fiction, and it's a dystopian world where the bad guys, the corporations rule everything, and it's super technological, low morals, people generally live in poor conditions. Um, and there were a few examples of mass products that hit the market in that, in that subgenre, like you've seen Blade Runner probably. Matrix was a big movie in that uh, cyberpunk genre. And this is why having Keanu Reeves in the game is such a big deal, right? <clears throat> so the craze started at E3 in 2019. Um, and what, what happened was Keanu Reeves came out on stage. Uh, nobody knew he was in the game. And somebody from the audience yelled, you're breathtaking. And, and, and he kind of turned around and he said, you're breathtaking. All of you are breathtaking. And over, over uh, a couple of months, it became such a meme everywhere in the, in the gaming world. And this is where I kind of understood that this game is going to take cyberpunk from a niche genre that's loved by a small portion of population to a large, um, large, uh, large mass media thing. So, so <clears throat> I think cyberpunk will do uh, to the cyberpunk genre what Game of Thrones did to Dark Fantasy. Pretty much popularize it and make it super uh, super mass, 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 mass media. Um, now, what, what is happening is that the, when the craze started, everybody just went berserk. Like, people were getting tattoos on their bodies of the game that hasn't come out. Uh, they were ordering the game in front... Uh, like, they, they were just... The, the level of hype was unbelievable. And what has happened in the last couple of uh, months, I should say, is that there are some reports coming out that there is crunch, that maybe the pre-orders are not going as well. Um, and then when the delay happened, uh, the latest delay, because the game had been delayed twice, there was an outrage. Like, everybody was just super angry. People are saying, I, I booked a one-week vacation just to play the game. You're canceling it on me. I'm canceling my orders. How dare you do this to us? So so the high pendulum swung from one direction all the way to the other. And what, what and, is the and, reason for the delays? Is it is it just new platforms kept coming out because the game has been in the work so long or or is it something about All the way they're developing delayed, Dave. It, they're, they're cr they've been working on this forever right it's just it's a really intense trying to finish a game like this right stan so so so, so yes and what do you have to understand is this game is being released on 11 platforms at the same time so you have the new gen of of xboxes and really this game is built for uh the new gen of hardware and then they have to kind of dumb it down to the old generation of hardware and this is where they've had all kind of issues but they also be doing pc google stadia and two versions of new playstation two versions of new xbox so they, they they have all of this mass release happening at the same time and and they encountered some bugs and they pushed it out three weeks yeah. just just in looking the list of the platforms that this is going to be released on i actually had to look up what some of them were because the like it's the new xbox series x and s i guess that just came out like a month ago and so it's like cutting edge stuff but for a game they've been developing for years it's it's like were they developing for these platforms knowing they were coming or how, how does that work well yeah it's, i mean it's like a seven-year development cycle on this game is that and is that crazy um a i little think long i think well, most... they announced the, uh, the game 
early, but then they didn't actually start development until 2016, and then they put a bigger okay. team on it in 2018, and then it's basically, yeah, it's still taken two years from a full-time, full-focus project of theirs. Yeah, so it has been a long development cycle, but it's it's not different from making a big blockbuster movie. Like, if you think of a budget of this game, just ballpark budget is about 250 million US dollars in production value and not not including all of the marketing costs. So it's a big deal. And and what uh, and part of my thesis and and why I think it's going to be super successful internationally is that they went all the way out to make the game available uh, to international market. Uh, they've recorded voiceovers in ten lang, right? Um, <clears throat> one of the one of the ways the game will be measured and compared uh, if it is successful or not is how how it performs compared to Red Dead Redemption. Have you heard of that title? Yeah, yeah, huge huge title. They ki- <laughs> they killed it. Uh, it was the most selling uh, single player RPG. It sold about thirty four million units, right? So what we yep. have we have the measuring competition. Can they be like I think the street right now the the feeling is that if they sell 30 million cyberpunk amazing if 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 they come close to um, close to Red Dead in sales numbers, we, we, we're laughing all the way to bed, right? Now, <clears throat> I have a reason to believe that they're going to outform it. And I think it's the way where we stand right now, it's it's a, it's a pretty good chance that we're going to hit hit the same numbers. So, And but, let me ask you, I want to ask you exactly why you think that. Because, by the way, I love social arbing games. We mentioned it earlier. We've been doing this forever on Dumb Money, starting with, you know, Guitar Hero back in the day with Activision. The original GTAs back with Take-Two were some of my best social arb trades. And Wall Street has always been slow to kind of detect when these games started to trend hard. And back in the day when we had these game releases, I would always look for leaks of the game, leaks of reviews right before the review window starts to open up. I try to detect leaks on those gaming reviews because you if you get even a one minute or one hour or two hour kind of early take on whether this is going to overperform in terms of gaming reviews or not, that to me is the biggest social arb window you get with a game release. And I, I have crushed it over the years. Now, I haven't been on top of the gaming market the last year like I have been in the past. And that's why I love having you stand on the show today because back in the day, I might spend 50, 60 hours in terms of a single game research, right? Yeah. Leading up into the release. And I, I did feel search like you've a little been bit. doing that for this game where I haven't. And where, where do you think the market is missing out? Because it's not like this game isn't being you know, looked at by Wall Street, they're looking at it. Uh, what are they missing? Is it the Chinese? I know you, in your thesis, you mentioned something about China being a bigger market than I think Wall Street predicting. Yeah. So if uh, Ch- Asia and China is the answer. And and the reason why it is, is um, so cyberpunk as a subgenre, it was super heavy and super popular in Japan. And uh, I think as in, as in China. And what cyberpunk did that others haven't done is they've actually did voiceovers in like they've hired 150 actors to voice over a game in 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 chinese in mandarin uh most of the big developers at best or most of the time i should say they uh they have subtitles so they don't do the proper localization these guys do and and 
And one of the early leaks, um, one of marketing director of CD Projekt Red said that pre-orders, the number one country on pre-orders is China, uh, which is an early data point, but is it is also very significant. Um, now that tweet got deleted, right? Yes, it did. It did. Uh, but there are, there are records of it on the internet. You can find it. There are also records that it was a number one seller, on, a pre-seller in Team China. So, so the data points are showing that it's going to be probably large. Also, if you look at the social following of CD Projekt Red um, YouTube channel, it, it, in North America, I think it has about, or just, just in general, YouTube channel has about 300,000 followers. Uh, the Billy Billy, the Chinese version of the YouTube has about double that. So it has more than 500,000 followers, that channel. Um, and in China, you have to understand that it's going to be predominantly PC buyers, right? Because uh, the consoles are not legally obtainable there. People who have the consoles got them from, let's say, black market. Uh, sure. so, so, so they will be getting the PC versions of the game. And this is where the margins for, for CD Projekt Red are higher, right? Uh, so this is a part of... Uh, a part of um, uh, part of the thesis. The other part is, Dave, if um, if you could just throw up that article that you just had a second ago. And by the way, Stan, you're referring to a lot of things I think we need to to, to, to kind of emphasize here. CD Projekt Red, they are known for quality, right? They go overboard on quality where other gaming companies, you know, are under tighter timelines. They just want to get their games out systematically. CD Projekt Red is kind of like the last big gaming company that just goes all in on quality. And we're going to see if that pays off for them, right? This next year with uh, this particular title. Go ahead. Uh, yes, yeah, CD Projekt Red is uh, famous and is, has super positive sentiment in the gaming community thanks to The Witcher and, and The Witcher 3 game that sold 26 million copies. So they were a little bit behind Red Dead. But um, I want to point out just, just a piece of, of information. So so look, look at the article that's dated September 29. Cyberpunk pre-order volume is underwhelmed according to new report. So if you dig a little bit deeper like this this headline came across all of the gaming news media and the stock you can guess what happened to the stock right uh, but if we dig a little bit deeper and if you can just scroll down a bit um, I want to make make a point here um, just a bit more yeah so here so how are they getting the data the new data is based on cumulative digital pre-sales on Xbox and PlayStation domestic and it paints a picture that might be a bit, bit concerning as pre-sales appear 31 percent below where Red Dead Redemption 2 was on the same day base. But look what they are doing. When I read that, I go, this is crazy. This is just wrong. And the reason why it's wrong is that they are comparing Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a Western game that is targeted at a North American market, to a global game that has much much smaller foot in in in, in, in US. So if you look at his like if you Google this and don't trust my research, do your own. I'm not a financial advisor. But if if you <laughs> If you look at the um, historical sales, Red Dead Redemption had about 50%, a little less than 50% global sales from North America, right? <clears throat> Take another game like Witcher. The North American sales were only 25% of the of the pie, right? So you compare you compare 25% to 50%, and 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 you start to understand that they did the research domestic, which is only in US. Uh, so you don't expect them to be performing the same, and 
in fact, if you extrapolate the data, it actually means cyber, cyberpunk is selling better than Red Dead um, if, if North America will only be 25%. But that's, that's already a strong indicator. But what you also need to understand, they looked at Xbox and PlayStation data. And a title like Cyberpunk is going to be 40%, 50% PC, right? So it's much, much heavier on a PC gamer uh, than um, than a Red Dead was. And, and you can look at the data and the data will prove that most most of the games, most of the um, sales for Red Dead Redemption, about 66 to 70% were from PlayStation and Xbox. So what you have is this, this small data set that is driving the market and the data set is actually capturing the wrong things. I just pulled up so a, I, uh, a Google I, Trends chart on Cyberpunk 2077 versus Red Dead Redemption versus Witcher 3, and it looks like Red Dead had a huge spike. So Okay, the, Dave, j- just pull up Cyberpunk. No, I wouldn't pull up Cyberpunk, just the single well, I word think that Cyberpunk. The so, word so, is so, too so generic. Dave, one, one thing, if you want to compare apples to apples, one thing you need to understand, most of the Google searches will start happening after the game is released. Yeah. So people Agreed. will start looking, how do I kill this boss or how do I complete this mission? So if you want to compare apples to apples, I would type in something like Cyberpunk 2077 review or trailer and compare it to Red Dead Redemption trailer. Yeah, and, and if I did that, Dave, I would just do Cyberpunk trailer, okay? Because yeah. most people are just going to type in Cyberpunk trailer, not Cyberpunk 2077 trailer. Um, and I think it's also fair that a lot of Stan's thesis, right or wrong, is focused on Chinese um, and, and Eastern traffic, right? Which is not going to show up in these G-Trend charts, right, Dave? Um, and that's a big yeah. part of his thesis. Guys, I just want to say something. If you're going to social arb a game release, uh, people... Some great comments here, by the way. This stock has been on fire the last few years, right? There is a tremendous amount of hype. It's really difficult to understand what the market true expectation truly is for this game. For me, it doesn't matter that much. I am in this as a short-term trade purely based on will the hype be slightly bigger than the market thinks it will be, right? Because what there's a there's a great case to be made, Stan, that, okay, this game is not going to monetize as well long-term because the micro transaction that they will eventually release in the multiplayer version of the game. This game doesn't really necessarily appeal to a multiplayer microtransaction game in the same way that like a GTA does, right? So there's a case to be made that this isn't as monetizable as like a GTA. Therefore, you know, it's kind of capped in terms of what this can do for the company. And I think there's a lot of controversy as how do you even value that? My brain starts to explode once I go down that road and try to look at the pros and the cons and how you value. And that's why I'm not a fundamental analyst. I don't care, okay? I only care about the social arb. And having done this consistently over the past 15 years, for me, and by the way, we are not financial advisors. If you're watching this, do not trade on this information. This is just for you to understand our thought process about how we're trading on this information. Um, I am solely focused, Stan, on one thing. The next three to seven days, I am going to be analyzing every single leak. Like what I'm looking at is on Twitter. I'm looking at cyberpunk leak, cyber, cyberpunk review. As people start to leak those reviews, I'm going to read every single one. I'm going to dive deep into the hype cycle and I'm going to try to make a determination. I'm not going to predict the future. I'm just going to try to understand what's happening in the moment. Is this thing hot? And if it's hot, how hot? Is it red hot? Is this thing on fire? Is this going to be the new Apex Legends of late 2020? Me 
meaning Apex Legends, I don't think had the legs people thought it was going to have um, when it was heating up in, it, in its initial release. But man, did that set its parent company on fire, right? Its stock, because it just, it, it, the hype cycle in gaming is crazy when it lights up, right? Is this going to light up? Or is it going to be that kind of uh, mixed reviews? Some people like it, some people don't. Like I'm already seeing some comments here talking about the graphics are a little outdated. That, listen, that, that's one comment, right? In our disc, in our in our comment section. But I want to see: is it mixed reviews? Is it kind of good? If it's not over the top, great. I'm out. By the way, guys, I'm in already. You know that. Chris, Chris I have a question. Money to I have a question. What is this? Is the longest question I've ever heard. What is what is the actual question <laughs> here? The question is: all I care about is the next five to seven days. Stan, what are you looking at the next five to seven days or three to seven days? Because that, as a social arb trader, that's everything right here. Well, yeah, the and then also, what's your out? Because this thing comes out in eight days, right? So, 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 so there are two uh, two events that will drive the short term performance of the stock. One is on the on the date of the release, they will announce the number of or, or a couple of days after the release, they will announce the number of pre orders, and that's how they will be able to gauge the long term success. So that's an early indicator. So this is the number we're looking at. So what we already know is that it surpassed The Witcher that sold 26 million, uh, and the pre order was one one million units. Uh, Red Dead Redemption had about a million and a half, like depending who you ask. So if if we get to the same number of pre-orders together with the good reviews, we, we're on a very strong trend. The second data point, and it's say it again. No, I, I agreed on that yeah, point. Okay. The second data point, and it's probably more important from the long term, is how well it, the game will be. Re- so <clears throat> my hypothesis, and the best way to gauge the reviews is like Metacritic. What kind of Metacritic score will the game get? Out of 100, if it gets 90, or higher, uh, great, amazing. If it gets 95 or 97, even better. But the red flag is that if it gets 85 or below, then this just means get out of the position now, right? Because that that, that, that is probably a very strong early indicator that um, the game is not going to sell that well. Let, let me give you my thinking about this trade. I think there is 80% probability that the game, and I'm biased, obviously, uh, but there is an 80% probability that the game will score 90 or higher. Uh, on, on the Metacritic. And I think that if that happens, uh, we'll, we'll see a nice stock bump uh, in, in the 20 to 30% range. Um, maybe higher, maybe lower, but that's 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 how I'm looking at the probabilities. Uh, and and for, for me, that's a good bet. Uh, it is possible that it will go uh, go down and then I'll cut my losses if I see negatives. Uh, also, I'll be looking out for the reports on the pre-orders and I'm guessing they're going to be around $2 million. Uh, sorry, $2, $2 million units. So that's, that's how I'm playing. So this is how I'm Stan, looking at we talk about some comparative benchmarks. I'm looking here. GTA 5 was a 97. Metacritic 97 for the PS4. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, if I look at some other games here, like Apex Legends was an 89. Okay. Still fire game on the release. So, so I so, agree. The Metacritic is important, but even more important than the Metacritic because we have to social art this quickly as possible. The first reviews that come out, right? The Even the ones that potentially get leaked may Maybe prior to when's the date that they're allowed to release? Is it the seventh? So it's going to be a couple of days. It's either going to be the evening of the seventh, or it's going to be on the eighth of December that the embargo is released. Now let me quickly say that uh, GTA Five sold 135 million units, right? So it's not in the same universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a different type of game. We can't really compare it both. Agreed. Um, um, the second point that I was going to make is that. 
Um, I forgot. <laughs> well, well, while you're thinking about that, it, it's really important. I was saying on the first review, the first couple reviews or leaks that you see that I'm able to see. And by the way, there was a guy that leaked gameplay for 24 minutes. Um, yeah, and, and that's my question. How, how much of the gameplay that we've actually seen, like on YouTube, they, there seems to be a bunch of people who say they have gameplay. And uh, it, has this I game actually been seen, or is this just all clickbait? So, 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 so um, we have seen uh, pre-reviews of some people who have played 16 hours of the game, right? So they played the very early bit and they cannot release the full review, but they have... Uh, the 16-hour review, and what what the, the outcome of that was generally generally pretty good. Uh, I've recorded some, like um, Dave, I've, I've sent you pictures of some of the quotes from 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 the uh, gaming community. But um, <clears throat> what what came out of that is that hey, this is not what you expected because it's an RPG, it's not a shooter, it's lower pace. It it was a little bit buggy about a month ago, so we we start having all of these clickbaity articles driving the negative um, the negative sentiment saying. The game is, they fooled us, they overpromised, and they're going to underdeliver. The game is buggy, right? So the sentiment is, is, I would say, more to the negative side than it was two or three months ago. Um, when the game hits, it's going to be a pretty damn good game. How good? Well, we'll, we'll have to find out. Listen, I, I'll tell you how I'm training it, guys. I am watching the first full reviews that come out, and I'll read them, and I'll, I'll have to have a, use my gut instinct. I'll make a decision, stay in, get out. So far, it's been a great trade. I got in this last week. I'm up, I don't know, I think 18. 18,000 on my trade. It's a relatively small, small trade. Um, but I will get out of that thing so quick if these reviews aren't outstanding. Um, and not not that it's not a not that that stock's going to fall apart or they still won't come out with blockbuster numbers. But for me to trade something like this, it has to be something close to a lock, right? So otherwise, I'm just I'm out, I'm out. But I do love the trade. And it, by the way, guys, if I see uh, these these first reviews come out and and it really is mixed, like mixed mixed, I'll go into a short, right? I'll go into a at least a, a, a limited short position uh, for the first week, week two weeks uh, upon the release. So. There is an opportunity to social arb this stuff. You just got to be really quick and have a really good sense of what the market is anticipating. And Stan, right or wrong, I think you've done a really good job setting a benchmark for us of what to anticipate, um, what we should be looking for. Um, you, like even right down to the Metascore, right? Above 90, good. Uh, you know, above 85, below 85, really bad, right? Maybe between 85 and 90. Yeah, who knows? It's it's hard to tell where, that, where that's going to go. Anything above 90, kind of like the vaccine right guys <laughs> any, any once you start creeping above 90 it gets really good right every point gets gets almost exponentially better in terms of sales potential because stan don't we need people well beyond the cyberpunk genre to like get hyped about this to hear about it and be like you know what i don't normally get these types of games but there's so much buzz people are saying it's so incredible that i'm just gonna do it i'm gonna go out and buy it and don't we have an advantage that this is one of the very first games to be released on to build for the new platforms actually built for them there's not that much competition right now is there there isn't much competition there is really no big releases to be played on the new uh consoles there is demon souls there is a few shooter games but there isn't really a game that showcases the new hardware capabilities and this is the game that does that um so so there isn't much competition in that space also think the coronavirus the sales it's going to be a big big um item on the Christmas shopping list for a lot of those who are casual gamers because uh, it is the game of, of the year and I would argue of a decade. It has Keanu Reeves in it. I mean, how bad can it be? <laughs> what, 
Sam, were the were the the pre-reviews done on the new platform or were they done on the old platform? They did both. They compared the the old hardware and the new hardware and the PC. So uh, you 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 can see that the game is still looks pretty decent on the old hardware. And and a nice thing CD Projekt Red did is they said if you buy on the old version of consoles, we will give you a free upgrade to the new version of consoles the next year. So you don't have to buy the game twice. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Of them. So we've talked about the you know just not getting as much attention being on a on a foreign exchange we've talked about the the pre-order concern with the tweets on your longer term uh thoughts on this company you talked about this potentially having a higher uh revenue per player or um that, than a typical game is is how how is that factor so 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 there is a cherry on top of this cake for those who are willing to hold on to their position for three months or longer and the cherry on the cake is that there will be new announcements of the new games in the first quarter of the next year. And the announcements are going to be about the multiplayer game, which is a standalone game set in the same universe. Uh, and I think it will go and it will take a bite at GTA's audience. GTA is now six or seven years old and uh, still has a lot, a lot of gamers, but it's going to target the online gaming community. They will have a release of it. They already have a soft launch in New Zealand and I think Russia of a mobile game which is which is a the best way to describe it is it's a witcher game that is comparable to um pokemon go where you go and physically locate the monsters you swipe at them and and this potentially can be large but there is i would say 40 to 50 percent probability that they will announce a new witcher game and if that announcement drops it's it's uh yeah it's gonna be big because that 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 witcher franchise is very very beloved and they've kind of hinted that they're working in another big title that's outside of the cyberpunk so it is possible that the news will drop at the um, at the year-end quarterly call or sometime around there. Uh, there are people in the comments, and by the way, if anyone has any questions for us or for Stan while we while we have them, please uh, put them in the comments. Some people are like, ah, no way will this compete with GTA. I, I get I get that. It's it's you know they'll they'll definitely have their version of multiplayer, right, and microtransactions at some point, but it probably doesn't need to necessarily truly compete, other than offer a slightly different variation to steal some of that revenue or help participate participate in some of that multiplayer microtransaction revenue. It's so hot right now. Um, I do think that's a knock against the game in that it's unproven that, that it will work with that genre. Uh, Keanu obviously adds a lot. People are talking about that, but that's kind of baked in. The Keanu news is baked in, right? Like we wouldn't be here. This company wouldn't be a $10 billion company if Keanu didn't come out, uh, whatever it was, what, a couple years ago, uh, and, and make that announcement. So another, another quick point about the franchise is their partnerships. And, and Dave, if you could just throw up a quickly a slide and, and they have all these deals with amazing brands, um, like there is Adidas brand, they have sneakers, they are branding uh, Sprite, Rockstar drinks, uh, they're partnering with Porsche. Uh, all of this incremental revenue from this franchise is is pretty, pretty impressive. I think it will be. Um, um, yeah, I, I agree. I still think at this point, they need to exceed the market's expectations, whatever those are. I know it's hard to figure out what market expectations are, but as a tr social arb trader, I need to see data and I need to see traction. I need to see hype that is well beyond a, a sh you know any type of shadow of a doubt of this is well beyond what the market wasn't fading, right? That's what's going to get me excited to keep my position and maybe even go in deeper on my position into the game release on the 10th. 
And I, I don't know if this is a uh, data point that we can put too much uh, thought behind, but if you look at the Social Blade uh, number of video views on their official YouTube channel, the last two months they've had over 50 million views both months. Uh, and I just compared that to Apex Legends official YouTube channel and their, their peak was also was 38 million views. Um, so it's just kind of a level of interest in this game actually is, is, is very high. And what even more so, Dave, realizing that that's not including the Billaby, right, which is China, which account, yeah. you know, based on the number of subscribers could be as high or even as double that amount potentially, right? If, if uh, Chinese uh, attention to the game on streaming is twice as high. So I think that that could be the big storyline here, Stan, and I, I appreciate you bringing light to it. I think the story of China, we've been talking about this, so many of our investments, you know, we've been trading apparel stocks for a decade, decade and a half, and product companies, and we never, it, China was always a round-off era. It was like a little bonus, right? Oh, China's going well. It would like add a little, little bit of bonus to the quarter, or maybe put a little bit of damper on the quarter. And the last couple of years, it's gotten to the point where we're doing analysis and we're killing it with our domestic analysis and whatever is happening in China if it's a if it's an international global company is completely trumping everything all the analysis that we did here in North America right like a, a better than expected performance in China can trounce whatever happened here in North America or a worse than expected performance in China for the quarter can destroy a company no matter how good they did in North America I think this is a game changer for how we look at these type of social arm situations and guys we got to get better with Chinese data I don't know we got to start doing more once again Leon did yeah. and, you know interpreting Weibo data pulling in Chinese data sources we have to do that so so game Gaming market in China is larger than it is in US. So it's the biggest market, gaming market is China. The second is US and the third is Japan, right? Is so, anything in China not bigger than the US? It's great. It's like everything there is bigger than the US. <laughs> um, it, it, it's, yeah, I mean, uh, it is it is impressive, but um, that's that's the biggest the biggest part of the thesis that I think the street is missing, is the Asian I, Jordan, I, I need you to help us with this because I feel like if we're going to step up our game the next five years as social arbitrators, we have to figure out a way to, to get some Chinese data and set get benchmarks on it and somehow... Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I agree with that. I mean, it's really tough right now to gauge interest in China, except for, you know, through, you know, somebody doing all this very specific research to try to figure out what's going on. We need to figure out a, a clear way to get insight. Um, but the problem is, you know, Google's not really big in China, and so we've got to figure out what are those search engines? How do we, like, translate between what we're thinking and what people would be searching for? Is that data even open to us i don't even we have a lot of questions to answer i love it though because it, as as junky as it is that all of our data sources here are now less relevant i feel like this is the next big social no i think this is where the opportunity is i yeah. i agree with you 100 yeah and if we could if we could nail it um we're gonna we can have a really big next five years if we can figure out this china data right yeah. we got we have because we have to figure it out like that's going to be on my one of my largest well, Gosh, I mean, just dude. the fact that this thing is not subtitled and that it's actually in um, these Chinese dialects, that that seems like, you know, there'd be a big craving for that over there. Yeah, Stan, is there any other way, um, for example, Stan, are there Chinese reviews the same way that we have, like, Metacritic here? Is there, uh, are there Chinese reviewers of this? Do they have their own media embargo? Like, is there a way for, where do we go to find that out? Like, how does that work? So, you know? so I, I have, to be honest, I have no idea. 
I've, I've been following a gaming analyst <laughs> who looks at Chinese video games and just tweets, yeah. and that's the best data source. But if any of the listeners uh, have live in China or know of a Chinese market and the way we can measure it up, hit me up on Discord, guys. I'd love to um, prove or disprove my thesis. Okay. Well, uh, Powder C says he is from Hong Kong. Uh, he's a viewer from Hong Kong, and he can help on translation. So, Powder C, do us a favor. If you could email info, right? Info at dumbmoney.tv. I don't think that's that real. That's I not think, an email uh, hello address. at dumbmoney.tv will get to us. Wait, what will? Hello at dumbmoney.tv. Hello. hello. All right. Powder or C. Or hi. E- or hey. Email your contact info to hi or hello at dumbmoney.tv. So, we have that. And we might hit you up for some translation. But first, we need to figure out, do we go to Weibo? Like, where do we go? You know, Billaby might have data. We have to figure out where we pull this data from. Jordan, I'm going to contact, remember those guys that we used to purchase Reddit data from? Uh huh. They were doing a lot of big stuff in China when we stopped talking to them, six, I don't know, seven years ago. I bet they have access to Chinese data, and I'm willing to pay for that. So stay tuned, Dumb Money uh, followers. We're going to figure out how to pull in some of this Chinese data for you guys. And like everything else, if we get it, we'll share it with the community, as always. Well, that's cool. Uh, people are saying OTGLY is wrong. What What is the ticker here? Stand for this again? Uh, OTGLY. Yeah, I got it right now. It's it's up eighty nine. It's up three percent today. Twenty nine twenty five. It's an it's an American ADR. Again, we're not financial advisors. Please do your own research, guys. Right? Like we don't know your risk tolerance. I know my risk tolerance. It's about as high as I've, anyone I've ever seen. So I have no issue throwing money on a trade like this. But do your own homework. Right? Right? Don't mimic our trades. And we'll certainly talk about this more if we get better data in over the next week. But we'll be following it. Uh, again, the tags I'm looking at. And Stan, I don't know if you have tags that you look at on Twitter. But just, you know, Cyberpunk Review, Cyberpunk Leak, um, Cyberpunk, uh, you know, the game's not out yet. I would say in the first four to five hours that the game is out and released, it might be the trade might be too late at that point. But I would look at things like Cyberpunk Obsessed, you know, word adjective like that uh that's kind of stuff that i do so, when these so games i've, are really I've, I've been following and visiting my local game stops talking to people seeing what what the trends are like it's picking up strongly and when you go and speak to those guys you should see them light up or you should see them talk about the games so i know the influence at the retail is going to be strong but 50 or 60 percent of the sales will be digital right so so we do want the trends to to, to follow yeah. i love the china aspect and i love the fact that they have limited competition right now on the new consoles. What scares me is that this is a different game. It's a totally, it's not a necessarily a new category, but it's outside the scope of what we think of when it comes to massive blockbuster games like GTA. Like, it's not a shooter, right? Like, the shooting in the game isn't necessarily at the same level as, like, a GTA. So, people's expectation might or might not be appropriate for what this game is. And I think that's what's going to be interesting uh, when the reviews start coming out to see, hey, is this a game that the mass audience wants? Like, can 35 million, 40 million, 40, 50 million people globally, would they pony up for this in the next couple of few months? So, all right. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, anyone else have anything for him? Anyone have questions in the community? 
Doesn't look like it. All right. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank game. you so much. Stan, you, you'll keep the Discord up, right? Are, are you communicating about this in Discord? Under the, oh, yeah, we have yeah. a gaming channel, right? I'm fairly active there, yeah. Okay, awesome. So keep up with Stan. And Stan, what's your what's your um, handle in Discord? Stan the Numbers Man. All right. <laughs> so look for Stan the Numbers Man. If you are not a part of our Discord community, you can join by going to dumbmoney.tv slash Discord. Absolutely free. Look for Stan. Look for the reports. There's a whole channel of nothing but these kind of uh, investment thesis. That's where we are getting some of our best ideas these days. So I know, Chris, you spend a lot of time in there. Not enough, yes. <laughs> All right, well, that's that was fun. Okay, uh, so <laughs> you are already invested. I don't know if I'm going to invest. Jordan, what are you thinking? Um, man, I don't know. It's uh, it's surprising, right? Because it's this ADR of this really small Polish company, but it's trading at $10 billion market cap. I mean, I... Oh. These are the types of things that I always get burned in because I think it's too expensive and then nobody else cares. <laughs> Chris doesn't care. <laughs> nobody cares. Dude. Nobody Come cares. Over to my world, dude. Nobody I know. cares. <laughs> I should throw some money in it. Just, uh, I just, I so, don't know. I don't so know. So the ADR I love the story. Is, I, think, I think there's a really compelling story here. The ADR has a $10 billion market cap. If you yeah. look at the, the Warsaw Stock Exchange, it's a $40 billion market cap. So there's $10 that, billion that's, just that's in the U.S. version. Warsaw, Warsaw No, no, that's been converted to us dollars and that's not uh, possible. as far as i can tell there's no way they're valued at 40 billion no way no i i think in most most of the sightings i've read there it's 10 it's 10 billion yeah um you know, can you trust what's published in the Warsaw Yahoo Finance, wherever you're looking? <laughs> so I that mean, seeking I have no article, idea where, um, that seeking um, seeking alpha article that we looked at, Chris. I mean, what they thought that like the overall revenue impact of this thing could be a billion and a half, or maybe two billion dollars. You know, I I know, and that's if it goes like perfectly with like 30 million units sold. Well, you know, yes, but you got to remember, you add a multiple to that, and they, yeah, so you get like a five x sales, and then they're also probably still selling some old games uh, maybe they get some so, new console games out yeah they still have the witcher the witcher series right and this would be the first of a, a new franchise right yeah. so like c- cyberpunk oh, i don't want to say the first because it has a background to it right but you know there's a, the ability to add to it right then you add the multiplayer you add the microtransactions you start adding to it over time so there's a whole franchise element and of course if you are able to put out a blockbuster game like this they could work on a new version of it right beyond that they also are then that much the team right the team is valued higher right in terms of what they're able to produce the type of talent they're able to recruit so it's kind of a win-win all around but jordan i i, I don't really know and i don't want to know right like, I, know. I do not want to start when you start diving into the fundamental analysis in a market that doesn't really appreciate fundamental analysis but at some point happen? it has to right i mean that's what i keep getting back to like at some point it has to make sense and i just don't know when that shoe drops okay but jordan at some point will you even want to be in the stock by the time it makes sense so let's say five years from now it makes sense but it's a totally different company in five years right the things that you're investing in four years from now are not what's yeah sure you're just investing in the news cycle and the hype and then what reviews come out i mean i totally understand that yeah that's why i'm not a fundamental investor i think fundamental investing used to work uh it works less now than it used to right it's just it if the market 
fundamental investing only works when the rest of the market is valuing things based on fundamentals, right? And if the market's not valuing it on fundamentals, it really doesn't matter. I think maybe it's different. I think maybe it works for companies that it works for, but there are other companies that are all momentum that it's just not going to, it just doesn't matter. Maybe maybe it makes more sense for banks. Listen, fundamental on that, listen, there's no better, there's no better uh, sector for fundamental investing than value investing, right? Like that's what it's all about. Value investing is about crunching fundamentals better than someone else. The market is misunderstanding the fundamentals of this company. And that hasn't worked for 13 years, you know, 13, 14 years. It's like, that's a long enough cycle that, hey, if a company has value, it should play out over a decade, decade, but it's not, it's literally not playing out. Those valuations can stay depressed in perpetuity because as we continue to overvalue other companies, no one's going to pay up for those companies. It's a whole segment of, we just don't care. If you're not in part of the hype cycle, we don't care, right? Yeah. Well, I, think, I mean, look, so the thing I is, think, it, it all takes to justify... into account growth and like potential growth. And so that's where you get these sky high valuations. And are those, you know, reasonable or justifiable? I mean, I think that plays out over time. And I, th- I think it's hard to play anything over time with these video game companies because yeah. it is such a long production cycle. This is their big thing that they're doing this year. And then they start working on the next big thing, right? As they continue to try to monetize this one. When we look like what they spend like five, six, seven, eight million dollars developing a game. And then it's like, see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And so it's very much it's like investing in a movie studio that can yeah. only make one movie every four years. That right. to me is like too much of a risk for me. Very, this game very is either going to make it or break it. And then they're on to their next one. Guys, like, I guess like dead Bob game. Trying to say, by the time that yeah, fundamentals matter, I don't know when fundamentals will matter again. It could be five years or 10 years. The companies have changed. So by then, what you're investing in has changed. The fundamental fundamentals have changed. So the fundamentals today won't even matter in six years because it will. these will be, be different companies. There'll be different outlooks and different products and different sectors and the, the, the marketplace will have changed. Yeah, so, I agree. so that's the real issue. Like you can value an energy company based on fundamentals today, but the people don't care about fundamentals today. Maybe they'll care about energy fundamentals in six years, but by then that the energy market will look so different that the fundamentals you're analyzing today are kind of irrelevant. Like, so I'm going to wait, you know, I would not be adverse to being a fundamental investor at some point in my life. It might happen, but only if that- <laughs> Only if your whole life outlook changes. <laughs> it's not- No, happen. and I'm not saying, I'm not a fundamental investor. I just like to at least look at the fundamentals just to see if yeah. they kind of make sense. Yeah. And just well, to reset the framing of this fundamental, I did uh, some quick Googling and determined that that 39 billion was in Poland Zlotties. Zlotties. And so the Zlotties are, uh, that's 10.5 billion US. So it's yeah. a it's a $10 billion company right. as far as we do so, that So here's the, th- here's the other way of looking at it. The market is valuing it for some reason, right? So there's, there's, there's oh, there are fundamentals behind there. Now, people might disagree about the fundamentals, but there are a set of assumptions that people are making that form the valuation of each asset, right? And, and what do we think so, the like best case scenario revenue wise for this game is? Is is it a billion? Is it five well, billion? That's what is, we that were a, is that is a 10 like, to one or is it a... And it's really hard to tell, right? Because we're talking, you were comparing it to GTA, which it's not, which is a 150 million unit game. You know, I think the Seeking Alpha article said maybe it's a 30 million unit game, which would be uber successful for its genre. Um, so I, but that, I don't know how to gauge that. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter because people are doing that for you, right? So yeah. at the end of the day, the price is where it is based on what people already know. So all you need to ask yourself is, is there something that they don't know that I know? That's it. Is there something that I can 
find over the next few days to week that isn't factored in to the existing set of assumptions and expectations for this particular ticker. Um, and if there is, I'm going to trade on it. And if there's not, I won't trade on it. Right. And, and so I, do, I do see one of our um, uh, community members in the live chat asking about a discussion of GOG, G-O-G. That's the uh, gaming platform uh, that apparently CD Projekt is the owner of. And there's some question as to whether or not when they sell a game there is 100% of the revenue going to them or is it some kind of a rev split? Well, they own they own it, I think, right? I think they the do CD own. Project owns it. And it's like a junk. It's basically what? For old old titles. And so they release their own titles through it. And, and most of the revenue comes from them releasing their own titles through it. I think it's not profitable. And that, you know, even that article cited, they, they might eventually close it down. I don't think it's a factor here. Again, it's it's not it's not a needle mover this month for for for, for, for a CD project. Not a needle mover. The only thing that's going to move this needle is how good this game does this month. That's it. Like that's it. Is Purely it from a yeah, from a from a expectation uh, to reality, and is there a bump on the hype? Because well, fundamentally, you're not. I don't think you can really drive, make a good argument. Yeah, the reviews will drive those purchases. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and I would, will I there would... just be enough like hype behind? Oh, this game is getting a lot of press all of a sudden. Now people are looking up who even made this game. I've never heard of them. They're not one of the companies that I've invested in. I invest in video game stocks. I have not invested in this one and maybe that you know is is where it gets new investors to jump in and, and push the stock up some more yeah listen i'm not i have very little convictions i would say i'm unlike stan i'm probably low conviction right now because i have not seen enough data i have not seen enough to convince me that this game is going to exceed expectations that are hard to determine by the way it's, it's really as hard to determine what the market's expectations are in this game i think they're a little lower than they were a couple months ago as stan said at the same time i think they're still really high guys so if this game disappoints i think there's a lot more room on the downside than there is on the upside and so that's why i was saying if, if this thing comes in with mixed reviews i'll sell my position and i'll short the stock uh if, if we have a mixed review situation now i won't short heavily because i still think there's that china aspect right and like we might think there's mixed reviews but china might not china might be all hyped on this game because they just have a different perspective of this genre a game and it might suit the chinese market perfectly right and so i don't want to get caught shorting this stock because it's mixed reviews in the u.s and then the game comes out and two days later they're like hey we sold 40 million copies 25 million of them were in china yeah. I'm like what? Or a <laughs> uh, hundred million copies. If if Witcher did fifty million and this one is twice as big, I mean that that could just well, we're completely kill your short sale, trade. Right? Yeah, we're, ta we're talking about or we're talking about oh, early like the yeah the, the pre the pre sales coming. And through. by the way, pre sales aren't even going to be anywhere near there. They'll be way 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 lower than that. But All right, so Stephen uh, just commented. This is a good comment. Take two is a twenty billion dollar valuation with three billion in revenue. So if you look at that, if they could get one and a half billion out of this game, then maybe maybe it justifies the ten. Yeah, but but does it get you past that? It's also it's different because you got to remember, Jordan. Take two. Uh, GTA is a game that generates a significant amount of microtransaction revenue yep. and it, it it actually is a franchise right meaning they know they could repeat the franchise. yeah they can just keep it going updates. and it's constantly bringing in money even the, even if they're not putting out a brand new game at that yeah. point in time yeah so it seems it, as if cd project is not going to have another game for five years right this is it this is well, this yeah is, i mean at least a few right with i mean it took them seven years from announcing the game to get this thing um to where we're almost ready to release it um which is you know 
It's a long yeah, time. Now, on the other hand, Jordan, <laughs> I think I want to say they're generating three hundred million in uh, earnings right now. Uh, is my, am I wrong? I got to look that up. I think they're CD project. I think they're they are a really profitable company. Okay, so they're profitable. Yeah. So Stan just commented that uh, they're sitting on a ton of cash. Um, they're very profitable. So um, yeah. just and it looks like they in twenty nineteen had one hundred and thirty five million U.S. in revenue, um, profit margin of thirty three percent. Uh, the Are year you prior. sure? Is that their annualized revenue, Dave? Or is that this is annualized? Uh, it's it's it says it's annual. I mean, I'm getting Wait, it off rev- of uh, you mean earnings, not revenue. Uh, no, actually, it says revenue is 135 million. I mean, maybe Stan, if you know, if you can pull up their rev or 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 earnings, you could just shoot that in the comments for us. Yeah, you're sitting like 80 times sales I at that saw point. A totally <laughs> different number. So, or is yeah. this? So I'm in uh, income statement and annual and. And I mean, maybe it's. Are those in millions or in thousands? Like the it says uh, M. numbers? Well, it says M. You're actually looking at a statement. Well, I'm looking okay, at here the we go. Closing out the first view. half. Steven says 635 million in revenue and 250 yep. in earnings. That's what Steven okay. says. Okay. So how how much in earnings again? Oh yeah, Two, 150. 250. No, 250 in earnings. 250 in earnings. Annualized is what Steven's saying, at least in the chat. Uh, now hold on. Uh, oh, but that might not be U.S. revenue because what I'm seeing right now is the revenue is done in Polish. So we might. So Dave might be right. Actually. I think I'm right. I think those are Polish. So divide it by. Those are Zloty, Zloty numbers. Yeah, it's, that's what messed me up. So that that's uh, I yeah. was wrong earlier because I was looking at Polish numbers. You're right, Dave. So I looked it up looked on at, because um, because the uh, the ADR was translated to U.S. for uh, their market cap. I assumed that it might be for this. So in 2019, I do see total revenue 135 million US. 41 profit, 41 million profit. So that that's basically trading at a you know 10x would be 400 million, and you got to multiply. That's a that, that's a really high multiple. But of course, remember they're they're kind of going into their super cycle here with their new game. But they do delay costs as well, right? So they're yep. not accounting for costs until the game comes out. I think they have over 120 million of backlog costs to account for. Listen, now I'm starting to talk like a fun mill. I hate this. This is why I don't. <laughs> I do yeah. not care. I do. If this is what I guys, I can't even believe we're looking at this data. This is exactly why would kick would make me never invest again. And this, I think I think the concept of having to even think about this would limit the number of people who have any interest in investing by ninety nine point nine percent. And listen, I've done as well as I've done the past fifteen years because I don't give a damn about any of this stuff. Okay, I hate it. It's ridiculous to me. I think it's a huge fat waste time. And I think every minute that a person spends looking at this makes you just like. Wall Street, the smartest people in the world, Ivy League educations, and they cannot outperform the market at all over the past 30, 40 years. So why would I do something that I know doesn't work when I know that something else does work, right? Like, why would I look at fundamentals? Why would I look at financials? Why would I look at earnings? Why would I look at PE ratio? It's a joke to me. To me, it's a joke, okay? Like, I I, I hate this because you know why I hate it? It doesn't work. It doesn't make money. It does not make money. People do not historically make money by analyzing fundamentals and being a little bit smarter than everybody else was, but saying, oh, you know what? I think it's valued a little bit better than he thinks it's valued. Oh, there's a guy that went to Wharton who works at JP Morgan who thinks that they're going to earn 28 cents, but I think that that should result in a stock price that's 35 cents higher than he thinks. That
that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't work because the market is going to continue to have their own interpretation of what they think a company should trade at. The only thing that works is trying to identify information that is not in their model that will force right their model change up or down. Chris, so, you've been triggered according to our uh, chat and people are calling for this to be turned into a TikTok. So TikTok somebody mark down the time code and put it on TikTok. I haven't oh, I haven't seen a fundamental chart in like 10 years and we just looked at one on our page. Hashtag Chris Rant. Hashtag Ranty McRant face. <laughs> but, this, but that's why people don't invest, right? That, that's why people are like, ah, I don't have time. to. I can't do this better than, you know, the girl or a guy who has an IQ of like, you know, 150 and and this is all they do is crunch numbers 24 hours a day. Like, why would I be able to do that better than them? There's a whole industry of people that do nothing but look at the data and extrapolate it and then look at industry norms and say, the stock should trade at this based on the data that we have today. So I'm like, okay, thanks. I'm going to go look for data that you can't see. That's what I'm going to look. I'm going to look for things that you can't see because I'm not going to beat you at that. No way. I'm not. I mean, guys, you know how smart I am. I'm not even close. I am like not even 5% as smart as the person that's crunching those numbers, right? There's, there's no way I'm going to compete with them to model that better. Anyway, rant's over. Chris says, get off my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, my God. You know why I'm so mad? Because I think Nicola is still going up. That's why I'm so mad. Let's let's get back to what really matters, our great short on Nicola. Now, there you go. Now, you make that argument about Nicola, about how markets have no idea what they're doing when it comes to valuation, and then make Nicola the subject, and I agree a million percent. (laughs) I'm like... <laughs> Just throw your hands up in the air and be like, none of it matters. Oh my God, by the way, Jordan, Nicola, what's their revenue? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was negative. I think it's negative, Chris. I mean, what is No, no, re- no, no, they had a revenue. It was like, it was like $100 or something, right? Wait, was that something doing, ridiculous? Someone said roof tile. They did roof tiles on like like Trevor's roof. <laughs> yeah, they made like 500 bucks. <laughs> Actually, let's let's pull them up. I, I can also yeah, look at their... Up. Yeah, they have a 0.00 in revenue on... Um, according to this. No, they uh, had revenue at one quarter, I thought. It was well, th- this is annualized for 2019. Let's yeah. pull it into quarterly. Oh, look at this. Here. So, yeah, we had a $36,000 of revenue in Q2 of 2020, back down to zero in Q3 of 2020, total revenue. Jordan, do you remember <laughs> when that, like, first year of ticker tags, when we, you know, it, it took, the sales cycle was so slow that we had, like, a ton of potential clients. It was taking us, like, a year to get a single contract done with an investment bank right like working through their legal so our revenue for the year was like five thousand dollars and it, the entire <laughs> revenue came from one of those supersized checks because we won an investor <laughs> pitch competition from chase bank so we literally run you our won a competition and that was your revenue that's amazing <laughs> we got a, we literally have a picture of like the whole the whole company which is like seven of us holding up this you know six foot check cardboard check that was isn't there revenue. a movie where like somebody takes takes one of those checks into the bank and is like, can you deposit this? I love those big checks. I yeah. I think I'm going to, if I ever have to write a check again, it's going to be a giant check. Can you get a giant checkbook where you just rip the whole page off? 
a waste of paper. Uh, they'd have to be recyclable, like, you know, dry erase, oh, wait, so now giant check. Someone's saying Buck Puckner says Trevor expensed his solar panels and paid it back, right? Like that, that I think was the rumor of where the revenue was, Jordan. I think was him. I get that you can do that in like a small business, but can you do that like in a publicly traded company? <laughs> Tre Trevor I mean, can. if you're Trevor, have, have rules applied? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's embarrassing, right? I'm trying to find in their cash flow or anything where, where they could attribute that uh, revenue because their cost of goods for that 36K of revenue was $1.43 million. Okay, Angus McFarland says that uh, Happy Gilmore is where the huge check was brought into the bank <laughs> and deposited. <laughs> Great movie. I love those movies, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, can we talk about stimulus for a minute, guys? Because uh, we said we would do that. Um, I am so confused. I was trying to pay attention to all the tweets on stimulus, and the first one was Mnuchin is not going to talk to Nancy Pelosi. He came out today and said he's not going to talk to Nancy Pelosi today. I was like, well, that's that's not that's not uh i feel kind of down and out right now about stimulus you know like i felt really good about it like remember a month before the election or month and a half like yeah. of course they're gonna get a deal done and but like dude at this point i mean not before the election i figured they would get one done in january at the latest but do you guys think they're even gonna get like i'm kind of getting a little nervous i feel like they will get something done but i don't really like the conversations that are happening right now they don't not really or that aren't happening i think that the fact aren't. that nothing is happening is really yeah. more telling about what we can expect okay but i did hear this I did conversations hear this. I about follow... not having conversations is that really no, a conversation I this, Dave, because i follow all these political accounts on twitter that they, they just they just basically they, they they report on washington right that's all these washington dc reporters i get all so of my uh, heard... stimulus news from youtube yeah i <laughs> i just get I, mine I... from you during the episodes <laughs> okay. Well, Jordan, here, tell me how you interpret this. I heard that there is an agreement. There's an agreement to get to an agreement. I, I'm not joking. Like that, that's what was reported today. There was an, there's an agreement between. But what I need to know about that is did they swear? <laughs> Because if not, it really doesn't mean anything, right? <laughs> no takes backsies. I saw this headline today, right before the show. It was like the, the the House and the Senate have an agreement to to have an agreement. Like they basically agreed that they're going to go try to have an agreement, but like the agreement hasn't even been discussed. I mean, they have a framework. And they can't come to a consensus on what to do with the framework. And, I mean, there's just really nothing going on. It's going to be... I'm not even sure they have a framework anymore, Dave, because I feel like the old framework was kind of thrown out. And now there's, like, the, the, everyone's digging back into what they think is right. So the Republicans and McConnell are like, well, we have our own plan now. And it's like, I don't know, half well, a trillion or Yesterday, yeah, there was a $900 billion framework that was released yesterday that a group of House members uh, from the Problem Solve caucus came up with, but they've yet to come to a consensus on two of the top sticking points that have uh, basically been the sticking points for two months, three months, well, probably six months now, right? Here's the problem, Dave. I looked, I think I looked at what those points were in that $900 trillion proposal, and it was all pork. Like, there was very little meaningful stuff that was going to go direct in Americans' pockets. Like, there was no direct payment. It was all really weird stuff that was like, I don't 
don't know, man. Like, I don't think Wall Street, if that plan got approved tomorrow, I don't think Wall Street would be like, yeah, this is going to, you know, impact getting people's pockets for spending. So it's kind of a problem, dude. Uh, Kind of a problem. So now we're kind of back in the situation where it's all about the Georgia election again, because if it's going to kind of force the issue. So like McConnell also has a plan that and so basically everyone's kind of like jotting down some loose ideas of what they think a plan could be, but there isn't an anyone agreeing on these little sticking points that they just can't get past. We don't get any results from that election until January. Is that correct? Uh, no. The election happens. It won't happen until mid January. to late January. Is it? Okay. It's, yeah. It's like yeah. mid to late. The election itself is mid to late January. So no, we're not going to get anything. And I don't know. Man, can you imagine being in Georgia right now and just getting bombarded with political ads still? Oh, the, ad, the runoff election is me. January 5th. I was I was oh, either right oh, Jan- or pretty okay. close because that's what I thought. Okay. I don't know what I said. I think I said it right. We'll have to rewind the tape on that one, too. Okay, so uh, uh, Gian Marco says, CNN, Biden readies major stimulus push and flurry of executive actions first 100 days. Isn't he trying wonder- to push through 10 grand in uh, student loan forgiveness also right off the bat? Is there any play on that? I, it won't happen, right? Because of... Uh, There's no way. Because of the There's Senate. no way that's happening, Jordan. Yeah. No way. In, unless, unless there is like a major... Uh, I mean, unless they win the election, the Georgia election, that just won't happen. So, it, yeah. it's, and it's not going to be high on their priority list either. I think they're going well, to talk know, about it. I don't know, but he's talking about it. He's going to talk about it, but we know that's just not happening. Yeah. All right. So, guys, uh, I don't have much more to say on stimulus. I don't know what else to do on Nikola. I have to really think about this. I have to think about whether I want to stay in Nikola the next few days or not, because I feel like as we get close to the end of the week, I have concerns about, I'm doubting my Myself now, but I had concerns about people wanting to cover their short position into the close of the week, and that would be a little mini short squeeze. And I don't want to get caught up on a short squeeze that gets Nikola back into the low twenties. I, I, I don't know now. The short squeeze, and I, I don't think we have much risk of a stock collab for coming from Nikola's new leadership. Um, but the short squeeze is a concern. Although we also we have so many shares that are just available to be sold right now out well, of nowhere. If, Insiders well, finally getting like, to sell their shares. Like, what if he's like, no, Nikola's coming back, man. Nikola's coming back. But he's out. He doesn't now. get to influence that. Do you think they're? They, do you think in Nick in Trevor Milton's mind, he's thinking, "Well, I knew that I had a good plan for this company and was going to be super successful with it, but now that it's out of my hands, I'm going to trust the leadership that took this company from me and know that they're going to do good with my 90 billion shares. I'm just going to hold on." No, I think he's going to be selling his 90 billion dollars, 90, 90 billion shares for Dave, 90 billion shares. That, no, 90 million shares. When I heard the there Mark Russell interview. M B. I don't know. When I heard that. Mark Russell interview with Kramer last week and I heard his response to the question about Kramer asked him he said you know how about Trevor is he gonna he can sell right is he gonna sell the way that Mark answered that question was it felt like he was gonna sell like it felt like he was concerned that he was gonna he's like I can't do anything about like we can't do anything about what he didn't even provide any signal to well you know because he was he was specifically asked do you have a plan or if you have you worked out a selling plan with him is there any kind of structure to and uh, we can't comment on he's free to do what he wants to do and we can't provide any information about that. What I don't understand is how did they get 
get the other institutions to agree not to sell their shares for another six months or nine or I don't know what is it a year. Remember he talked about that. Like why would they agree to that unless he gave them warrants, some additional warrants? I'm not sure. Well, there was that uh, SEC filing about a bunch of additional warrants that came out uh, not long ago. I'm not sure exactly the That's, details on it. They would have to be paid off because no one would give up that right unless yeah. they were getting some for it. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Uh, I, I feel like I just the don't risk know. Is that, yeah, we have no insight into what's actually happening other than the feeling that this is not a company that we would want to be invested in. And that's why I, I'm, I know that I've but put, it's a company. I want but that's to why I didn't do straight short. shorts like you. I think you're you're more exposed to having straight shorts because this $20 stock could be a $60 stock tomorrow. And then you're forced to cover. It could. <laughs> oh, my God. Could what imagine? if they announced a Tesla collab? Yeah, that won't never, happen. Never happened. But Zero you, percent chance. But you, I would go ahead and you know what I'm saying. the probability on that. Zero percent. <laughs> I, I do know this, though. I do know that they will, anything that they can figure out in terms of a partnership, they will, and they'll announce it, and they'll hype it as much as they can. And the market will fall for it because there's such a big short interest that people are really afraid of how getting squeezed on this. I'm afraid. People are afraid. And when you have that fear factor, it sets up the per- Perfect atmosphere for a short squeeze. Yeah, but I was hoping that all the. I'm shocked. There's not more sale pr- selling pressure right now. I'm just shocked, guys. I was I was a little. I was wrong yesterday when I said I thought it would continue to today. I was totally wrong on that. Not always right. I was wrong. Uh, what else, guys? Anything else happening? I feel like I have to go start studying um, anime tomorrow's episode. I feel like we all need to get like our anime on tomorrow. Is tomorrow I a? Just, uh, do, do we have any costume people coming on tomorrow? No. What is it? Cosplay? Is no. that anime? Why not? Can we find somebody? No. We should. No. Don't you have some connections, Chris? No, I do not have any connections at all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what is? I don't even know what the tomorrow tomorrow show is. Is it? It's that. It's, uh, it's anime. It's our anime episode, and we're talking about Billy. Billy. I think it's uh, Billy, Billy. Billy Billy. Billy Billy. Billy Billy. Billy Billy. Tomorrow. That's. It's honestly. It's probably an area where I. I have the least the least degree of experience um but i'm looking forward to it because our guest tomorrow oh good we have a guest has gone in really deep yeah might be able to help us out in some of this chinese data stuff we're talking about so like i'm almost equally excited tomorrow to kind of figure out just to get some intel on chinese data from our community member who i know has been using it or Billy Billy and the anime world. I do think the anime world is crushing it, guys. I think that's a big deal. I have not yet purchased Billy Billy, but I might. I might purchase it for tomorrow's episode. So is this something that just happened like right after we um, became boomers? That that's like the the generation below us. They're like full on anime because I never I never got into it. Jordan, it's still not mega in the U.S., but okay. it's gotten really big in China, Japan. It's become a thing. I think I think with the the internet and with social right with social it's allowed people to create fan anime right and and that fan anime has kind of blown up and it's really easy for people to kind of get into the anime get into that whole thing right and the yeah. pandemic has been huge right well we'll save some of this for tomorrow the pandemic is was the ultimate uh like just fire for the anime sector right because people are stuck in their houses around the world especially in japan china you know korea like all the in, in that part of the world anime is uh much more popular and you don't need to be person to person right you can create it from a computer right so that that world hasn't necessarily completely stopped 
What makes anime anime? Don't they do like What's... a lot of Ken Burns shot stuff or like, right? Don't they do like a bunch of... You are asking the wrong person right now. I, you know, I'm basically going to be uh, reading Wikipedia. What is anime? And then that's... <laughs> We're so boomer. I really we... hope, uh, I really hope our guest can we fill us in. I... We're going to lean heavily on our guest tomorrow. Heavily. But I will do, I will put in three hours a night on anime. I'll put in a solid three on anime. I will be far from an expert, but I will at least know what to ask when we do our show tomorrow. That's fair. That's Speaking perfect of, because I'll let you. Let's close this out. Guys, please, uh, if you haven't watched the episode that we put on our OG channel, Dumb Money, uh, YouTube forward slash Dumb Money, please go check that out. That's on Neo, a stock trade that has not worked very well for us in the last week. I'm getting crushed on Neo, guys. Crushed. But Am if I? you like that episode and you end up doing your own research on Neo, hell, it's a lot cheaper than it was a week ago when we produced that episode. So, I thought it was up today. Please go watch that. Please watch it. Follow yeah. us in all the places on Twitter. Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, Jordan McLean. Uh, listen to us on Spotify and Apple Music, I guess. I don't know. Where do they put podcasts on Apple? Apple it's Music. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Apple there's an app for Apple Podcasts. You can also listen there's to There's an app for that. Yeah, you can. Spotify has uh, an app. If you've ever you've ever listened to music, you might know about that app. It's nice. Um, how's my uh, Neo doing? I've not even... Not good, Dave. Don't it's up, No, it's up, it's up a couple up. percent today, dude. It's up two it point, was not two up and a half. It is oh, it's, now. It is. I'm up $2,000 in my Neo stock today. Nice. Came back? Yeah, it's up. Ooh, it like rocketed back up. It like sold off right before the, uh, before the open, and then it just rocketed up. And, oh uh, yeah, it was so down to basically. Dave. It was at thirty nine this morning, Dave. Yeah, it opened well, at thirty. We're back at forty six. So wow, that's you just got so some good news, Chris. So if you want to know why, you should go to the original Dumb Money channel, youtubecom slash money and watch our Neo episode. Nice, and my account's positive. So let's end it right now before my account goes negative for the day. I want to end it on a high note. <laughs> Ending on a high note. Thank you guys so much for watching. We are Dumb Money. We will see you again here tomorrow. Mm.